Hey everybody, I'm Nick Davis. Welcome to Simply Not Easy, the podcast about simple action steps to improve the journey of your life as I work to improve the journey of my own. Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to Simply Not Easy. Hope you're all doing well out there today. Today we got a big football play going on. Down, set, hike, hike. Just kidding, it's a more of a hip hike today for our quadratus lumbora muscle, but we'll talk about that bad boy in a second here. Um, it should be a good day out here, you know, last few days of studying, getting that done. Got a good friend of mine visiting from out of town. Uh, he recently went off to China um, a while ago um, over the summer, so looking forward to catching up with him on that, because man, can't believe it's already been four years since the last time I was in China, well, the only time I was in China. Pretty amazing out there. Um, but anyways, be good uh, good reminiscing with him, good catching up with him for a bit, and we'll have a good day out this way. But anyways, uh, little football hike, little hip hike. We got quadratus lumborum today for our muscle of the day, for Muscle Monday. And it's a good one, it's a solid one, it's an important one. Let's again talk about the structure of the muscle, the anatomy, before we define what its actual action is and how it functions in the body. This muscle is in our low back. It's kind of in the flank area. Um, So our low back on the outside, the lateral parts of it. Quadratus lumborum. Quadratus for quadrilateral. It's kind of like a rectangle-shaped muscle. And lumborum, well, that's the lumbar area, lumbar spine. So the origin of this muscle is bad boy. It's going to be off of rib T12, off of our last rib, our false rib, a floating rib. So rib T12 on the medial part of that rib. Well, then also it's going to attach to the tips of the transverse processes of our lumbar vertebrae. Okay, so it's on that area. Then where else is it going to attach to? Well, down below its insertion is going to be on number one. It's going to be on the iliac crest, and it's actually going to be more on the anterior aspect of the iliac crest. And this is important um, when dry needling the muscle and trying to figure out exactly where it lies and everything. Um, just hitting it on the anterior portion there, kind of overlapping with iliacus in a way or iliacus, however you want to pronunciate or pronounce it. Uh, then it also inserts on the iliolumbar ligament. The iliolumbar ligament um, can often be a uh, pain generator, a source of pain in many patients. Um, I'm not going to say it's as common as a disc or anything like that, but it's certainly something to be aware of as a potential source of irritation. The iliolumbar ligament, um, we're not going to go into too much detailed anatomy, but it does exist both on the posterior aspect a little bit, as well as more extensively um, binding up the anterior aspect of the crest. But again, just both good places to know, good places to understand about the body and the insertion of our quadratus lumborum. Okay, we've talked about the origin. We've talked about insertion. What's always next in the area? Well, let's hit innervation. Thankfully for y'all, that's going to be a simpler one. So we talked about it spanning from about T12 all the way down to L5 or the top of the hip region, right? So, guess what? Its innervation is going to be from the anterior rami, or basically the motor output of the spinal nerve roots, which by the way in the thoracic spine is the same thing as the intercostal nerves. It's going to be from T12 all the way down to L4. So the QL, quadratus lumborum, gets its innervation from T12 to L4. Good stuff. 
Okay, nothing crazy fancy about that, or at least at superficial level. Anyways, going on to action. We talked about the hip hiking, right? Quadratus lumborum, if we think about this muscle, it's going to hike up the hip, and not in terms of a smooth, controlled, eccentric stabilization, a strong, robust glute med that we need for typical function. Nah. This is like glute med gone, gone twisted, gone wrong, got a little bit janky, a little bit uh, all over the place. This is like our second glute med, right? And I say that not because it is to be desirable to act like the glute med, but because many people do utilize it and use it like a glute med use it to hike up their hip and to kind of compensate clearing room through that area on the same side on that same exact leg as they have to clear room and it scrunches everything up and again we talked about this its attachments are to all the lumbar spine in the lower rib so what's this going to do if it gets way too tight guess what it's going to restrict motion throughout that lumbar spine so the typical motions we talk about for the ql is that little bit of kind of pseudo hip hiking we're going to call it it's also going to side bend or laterally flex the trunk from those vertebrae areas side to side um, along with some of the obliques as well that do that the obliques are a little bit more anterior this is a little bit more posterior for stabilization for side bending uh, then also it attaches to rib 12 right so something as our ribs inspire and expire because every breath we take every move we make ribs are moving properly as long as we have good innervation we don't have a spinal cord injury or other major neurological deficits our ribs are joints too and breathing is an extremely active movement no matter how much energy it requires there's absolutely joint movement that occurs with breathing that we have to have to have to consider we cannot neglect that whatsoever so the quadratus lumborum will stabilize rib 12 so that when everything else inspires and expires it's able to maintain a constant pressure and have a stabilizing force to connect a lot of the abdominals to those areas as well and to connect a lot of limb motion so we can do these big powerful limb movements without significantly restricting or binding down our breathing, at least anatomically. Whether we still choose to do that physiologically or not, that's a whole nother discussion for another day. But anatomically, we do have the means to breathe deep and breathe well and breathe expansively through our rib cage with strong loads from the upper and lower extremity simultaneously. But this whole hip hiking thing, right? What's going on with that? So hip hiking, quadratus lumborum, typically we think of glute med doing that, some good stabilization, some nice stuff. But here we're doing a hip hike with scrunching up with side bending too, and kind of getting that all gnarly. Well, I think of the, uh, the QL and the TFL, so ten, tensor fascia lata connected to the IT band and QL, they're kind of like doppelgangers. They're kind of like uh, bad boy cousins in a way. You know, they're teaming up together. We've got fascial lines and fascial connective tissue systems and planes of movement that basically as you go up the chain from the lower extremity, it can take one of two ways. You can either be a little bit more emphasized in the glute med and have a little bit less TFL, or you can be a little more TFL, a little less glute med. And those two um, work back and forth a lot in terms of, okay, which one's more dominant compared to the other? They also do happen to have both the same um, innervation pattern. So 
that something else that we can talk about potentially? Is there something, you know, neurologically going on with our um, central nervous system, our pattern generators in our brain about the way that we interpret, that we understand movement, that we store that in predictable patterns so that it gets more reinforced over time? Highly potentially. Um, I do think that there is something going on there. But again, it's a little bit out there, a little bit out there for today's conversation. But there's certainly a fascial connection between the TFL, between the glutamine. One of them switch on, one of them switches off in retrospect to each other. Tension throughout the TFL, muscle activation throughout the TFL, when that occurs, it is more likely to also encourage a muscle activation that occurs directly through quadratus lumborum. Those two are intimately interconnected. And that's why, again, we're calling it the second glutamine, because as soon as those bad boys are active, those two kind of bad boy cousins teaming up against each other, glue mead, and it's surrounded. It's shut down. The fascial tension is too great to overcome, and that's why it's hard to activate those muscles sometimes. Um, I don't know if I quite call it a reciprocal inhibition, but I believe there's some there is some type of inhibition, neurologically based and and feedback based, going on in that area. So QL, should you strengthen it? Should you avoid strengthening it? I don't think you should avoid strengthening it. I'm fine strengthening that. I'm fine using it in its proper motion as a great stabilizer. In fact, I'm a big fan of using it in its lengthened position. Um, you know, QL, get it stabilizing, working with the rest of the abdominals. It's not a powerful lumbar spine rotator because guess what? There shouldn't be very many truly powerful rotators at just the lumbar spine. There can be a lot at the hip, and there can be a lot in the thoracic spine, and guess what? They happen to connect and dissipate energy through the lumbar spine. I'm cool with that. But let's not try and get a ton of rotation through the lumbar spine that it was not anatomically designed for that rotation to occur. So, as we continue down this pathway, right? Basically, the question is, what the heck should I do for my quadratus lumborum? Hey, train it with the rest of the abdominals. Use it as more of a global strategy as opposed to a local individual strategy. But if you're doing something like a deadlift or even a more advanced lift, like a clean power clean, something like that, you're using that in there. You're using the stabilization. Think about, again, eccentric lengthening of this muscle, getting the breath involved with these high power, high velocity movements along the way. And so you can use a T12 rib to get stabilization in through the area. So you are working the demand of quadratus lumborum in a normal anatomical function of helping for deep, expansive breathing while still stabilizing the spine in these movement patterns. All right, y'all. Have a great day out there. Keep strong. Simply not easy.